Lord, you made my heart a garden filled with flowers and green grass like a carpet kissed by the morning You bless the seeds of love I sown, born my heart so they could grow. Now shelter me in your arms, Lord, cause a storm is passing through. Walk through the garden of my heart, calm the storms, Lord, bless the prayer. of kindness so the bitter weeds can grow but I can't cause the rain to fall on the dry and thirsty soil and I can't calm the storms Lord or the angry winds that blow walk through the garden Let the blood 
blood of Calvary, let it speak for me. May it write me down as righteous where no righteousness has been, shielding me from wrath and judgment as it covers all my sin. There's no work I've accomplished or goodness would I bring. Let the blood of Calvary, let it speak for me. Oh, there may be friends who could witness and speak with words so kind. But their voices would be feeble Such an awesome time But one voice, it calls for mercy It's pinging through eternity Let the blood of Calvary Let it speak for me May it write me down as righteous Where no righteousness has been me from wrath and judgment as it covers all my sin. There's no work I've accomplished or goodness do I bring. Let the blood of Calvary, let it certain circumstances of things I could not understand and many times in trials weakness blurs my vision and my frustration gets so out of hand oh, when it's then I am reminded that I've never been forsaken never had to stand a test alone it's when I look at all the victories and the spirit rises up in me and it's through the fire my weakness is made strong he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb, and He never offered our victories without fighting, but He said help would always come in time. So just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision, and the adversary says, Certain 
circumstances or things I could not understand. And many times in trials, the weakness blurs my vision and my frustration gets so out of hand. But it's then I am reminded that I've never been forsaken. I've never had to stand one test alone. That's when I look at all the victories and the spirit rises up in me. And it's through the fire my weakness is made strong. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard. Shield the flames again, again. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. And he never offered our victories without fighting, but he said help would always come. And the adversary says, give in, just hold on, our Lord will show up, and he will take you through the fire again. Oh, just hold on, our Lord will show up, and he will take you through the fire again.
just the way it is. You are God alone from before time began. You are on your throne. You are God. just the way it is. You are God alone from before time began. You are on your throne. You are God alone. And right now, in the good times and bad, you are on your throne. You are God
forgiven because you were forsaken and I'm accepted you were condemned and I'm alive and well your spirit lives within me because you died and rose again
He's all I need when I just need someone to talk to. He's always there to hear my prayer each time I call Inspiration, my. 
but there's something about that name. Yes, there's something about that name. We're so thankful for those that are able to been here today. For some of you that weren't aware, Pastor Tim's been on vacation, so we're going to help him out this morning. And Brother Andy's going to help him out tonight. I would pray that you would remember those in prayer, come out and support them, those that can be out tonight, be with Brother Andy. I realize it's cold outside, and I realize the weather is very disruptive to some folks, and, and I understand all these things, and I get it. But I watched 50,000 people sitting 25 degrees below zero yesterday watching a football game. So you can do sometimes when your heart is desired. I'm going to ask you to help me out here a little bit. I know the musicians have gone down, but I think the best way to begin this sermon this evening, this morning, bouncing off with what the kids, I, I mean, the song service was so adequate, I mean, not adequate, it was so preparatory, and it seemed like it set the, set the lanes for what God had placed upon my heart today. We see about making it through the fire. We see all these songs that they sang, crossing the Red Sea. You prayed. Your faith has been weakened. And I'm going to ask you, I know you all know this, turn in your hymnals. We don't need any musicians at this time. Page 18. And I want all of you to sing it with me. You can sit. You can stand. You can do whatever you want. But I'm going to need some of you great singers to help me out. The Bettys, the Bondi's voice is a little bit shaky today, but Sister Sue, the Duran. But the song kind of introduces what I think that God has placed upon my heart this morning to deliver unto a congregation. And it says, I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table and a higher plane what I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay though some may dwell where those abound my prayer my aim is higher ground Lord lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table and a higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher. I know there's four verses, but they're all good. I want to live above this world, though Satan starts. At me are hurled 
For faith has caught my joyful sound, the song of saints on higher. Fourth verse. I want to scale the utmost heights and clutch a glimpse of glory bright. But still I'll pray till heaven I've found. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Lord, lift me up and help me stand. By faith on heaven's table land, a higher place that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. This morning I want to offer unto you what I felt God has given me. A message that has encouraged me since the day that I began this walk as a Christian. Because I know that many times we face discouragement and we face battles and we face struggles that we all go through. But I'm reminded in the Word of God, in the Old Testament, there's a few passages that we can reference. Because in Deuteronomy 1.6, after the children of Israel had came out of victory, after they had wandered for 40 years after they had done all the things that God had worked with them and been with them and guided it and directed them, they came to Mount Horeb, and there at that mount they began to rest. And, you know, they were kind of tired of fighting battles. They were tired of, tired of drifting around for 40 years. And they thought that that might be a good place for them to dwell for a while. But God led Moses to say to them, Nope, you've been in this mountain long enough. It's time to move into the promised land. You know, God has a word for some of us that have gone through struggles and gone through trials. And you've gone through those things. But God says, I know you're weary at times in your spirit. I know that you're weary sometimes in your flesh, but you've dwelt there long enough. It's time to move into the promised land. Now, when they went into this promised land, one of the first things they faced is in the book of Joshua. They faced the mountain of Jericho. He said, God, you've told us to move into this mount. You've told us to move into the promised land. And the first thing we face is a gigantic wall right there in front of us blocking us. Now, some would stay at that wall, dwell at that wall, and live at that wall for the rest of their days. But God said, no, it's time for that wall to fall down. Because I've given you a higher ground that I want you to go on to. I've given you more than what you're seeing right now, but you're going to have to trust me. You're going to have to believe me. You're going to have to let me be your God and you be my child and I'll show you. And we read a little bit further on in the New Old Testament a story of an old man named Naaman. Now Naaman was a righteous man. He was a good man. But you know what? Naaman was a leper. And many people would look at him and say that God is through with that man because he has something there. He's a leper. But God said, no, I'm going to call you out, Naaman, and I want you to come down to the river, and I'm going to have you dip seven times. Now, of course, Naaman in his own flesh said, well, well, if God can do it, one time would be good. Two would be good. But when God says seven, six won't do. And God had called Naaman to come forth. And we can read stories all through the Bible 
a people that have faced opposition and have faced difficulties. But as that little psalm that we sang today, and as uh, Shiloh sang through the fire, and, and I crossing the Red Sea, and all the other songs that were sung this morning, God is encouraging us to go into a higher ground because many of you where you're at tonight, you've dwelled in that old mountain long enough. And what I want to offer you is some verses that I believe that God can encourage you this morning and help you to realize what God taught me and is still teaching me. But what I discovered as a young Christian, something very early in my Christian life, and I'm still learning these things, but I love the book of Philippians, and that's where we're going to be today. Because there's a verse in there where God is encouraging so many people with so many ways. And if you look into the book of Philippians, this is a book written by Paul when he was in prison unto a people going through the storms and stresses of life. Life was beating them down and was destroying them and causing them to doubt. But in that book of Philippians, Paul writes such words such as being confident of this very thing that he that hath begun a work in you will finish that work in you. I'm paraphrasing a few of these. That's in Philippians 1, 3 through 6. In 121, Paul writes unto them, but I want you to realize for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. A word of encouragement unto those. And Paul also said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ in 2.5. 2.12, he says, work out your own salvation. 4.4, rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. In chapter 4.7, he says, the peace of God which passes all understanding. He's giving all those words of encouragement. In 4.13, he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. 4.19, he says, my God shall supply all your needs. If you want these verses later, some of you ladies would like to write them down. I'd be more than happy to give them to you. But if you'll notice, I skipped chapter 3. Because chapter 3 has been a strength to me for my whole entire Christian life. When I first accepted Christ as my Savior, and I didn't understand all this stuff. I didn't know how to do this Christian thing. I wasn't raised in it. We can go through that. Can we rehearse that all again? But there's a verse in there in chapter 3, verse 14, that God placed in my heart as a very young Christian. And he's still placing it in my heart every day. He's still encouraging me with these little two words, press toward or press on. I tell you what, I've been pressing on my whole life since I began this walk a long, long time ago. I've not only been pressing on, I've been striving and I've been running that I might find what God has for me in my life. That he might do a work in me and I might be willing to let him do that work within me until he calls me home. But pressing on is not always an easy thing to do. Pressing on is sometimes a very hard thing to do. There's times that we want to give up. There's times that we want to stop. There's times we feel like that God is through with me, that he is done with me, and I have no more strength and no more ability. In fact, sometimes maybe even no more desire to press on because like the children of Israel there about Mount Horeb, I'm tired. I just want to rest. I just want to stop. I'm tired of fighting the battles. I'm tired of going through the struggles. I'm tired of being into this thing. I'm tired of wearing out. 
But God told the children of Israel through Moses, it's time for you to take your journey. I'm going to tell you this morning, for some of you, you've been there long enough. It's time to take your journey. It's time to press on to what God would have for you in 2024. Some of us have been on this way for a long, long time. And we find ourselves that where we are today as a Christian is where we were last year as a Christian and where we were the year before as a Christian. And we go back through our history and we're still the same thing. That's not that it's a bad thing. You are a Christian. God bless you that God's done a work in our lives. But some of us have been in the mountain long enough. It's time to move on. It's time to go for higher ground. Let him which has begun a work in you finish the work in you. And that requires a pressing on. How many of you this morning, real quick, can say with me just one thing? Press on. Press on. Say it again. Do you mean that you will be willing to press on? Because we need a people of God in 2024 that are willing to press on. Because if you don't think adversaries and, and things are going to be coming after you to tear down the high places and places of authority with you, if you don't think we're in a battle, you are misled. I watched a little thing this morning, I mean this week. I didn't send it to Andy because I didn't want to get him riled up and dismayed in his message. I didn't send it to Randy because I get him all riled up. But in Wisconsin, they're teaching in fourth and fifth graders. In the school system, as you are born, well, congratulations, a boy. Oh, no, but that's not the full story. Because in their mind, they may think they're a girl. They don't know who they are yet. They're teaching that in schools, guys. You're going to have to press on. You're going to have to keep fighting. You're going to have to keep battling. You're going to be worn out and you're going to be tired, but you're going to have to keep pressing on. I tell you what, I sometimes my children are older, but I've got grandkids. But for some of you that have young children, we need to be praying for you. Praying for you so much. Andy, that youth group, oh, they got to be strong. And I tell you what, wives here, you need strong men of God. So men of God, you need to press on for your family. It tells us in Nehemiah, Chapter 4 it is, or 1-4 or 4-1, four, fight for your family, fight for your brothers, fight for your heritage. you got to stand up and fight, and that's going to cause you to press on. And that's encouraged me since I've been a young Christian. Press on. Are you pressing on, or are you just dwelling beneath the mountain? This is going to be a shorter message this morning because I think a lot has been given already through the song services. But we need to press on. I think some folks, and I don't want to pick on, and I don't want to badger, and I don't want to be negative, but sometimes we give up. So easy. We stop. We stop the battle. But all of us are faced with the decision point in life. The children of Israel could choose to rest at that mountain and stay for the rest of their life, but God said you've been here long enough. It's time to take your journey. We can either choose to rest or run. You know, I like resting. I do. I'm old. I like resting. But you know what? Spiritually, I want to run. I want to run. I want to learn so much about God. I want to learn so much what He has for me. I want to know His will more. I'm like Paul in that Philippians chapter 3. He says, see, Paul pressed past his past. It was history to him. 
But some folks are living so much in history they can never go through to victory. Paul said, I forget those things that are behind, but daily these things I do, I press towards the mark of the high calling. I press towards what God has for me purposed in my life to make me what he would have me to be. But I have to press for that. And that press comes to this. If you look in the original, Steve's real good about looking up original Strong's words and Connie's really good about it and Bobby's good about it. I just kind of highlight them and say, yeah, I get the idea. But it's almost like this. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a persecution. It's going to be a battle. But you got to want it more than you want to be defeated. you got to press on. That was the first passage I ever read as a young Christian. Press towards the mark. And I didn't even know what the mark was at that time. I didn't know what the calling was at that time. I didn't know what God had placed for me. But I know that God's calling was without reproach. And when I sat at an altar in a church one night where Brother Eli is sitting about the same spot and God dealt with me and I came down to an altar prayer, he called me that morning unto salvation. Uh, that evening, excuse me, unto salvation. And that was without reproach. Without, he did not forsake that or say that was an error. He knew that I needed him. And since that day, I've been pressing on, pressing on, past my past. Oh, I've got them. I've got failures. I've got mistakes. I've got errors that I've made. I've had things that I've goofed up. Maybe none of you ever have. All of you have got it all figured out since the day you were born until now. Only, only a, a few of you, perhaps. Not me. I still make mistakes. I'm still learning. But you know what, Ben, I keep doing? What do I keep doing? Pressing on. I keep pressing on. I forget the history. History is history, folks. There's an old country song, and I don't remember a lot of country songs, but I remember hearing this on the radio a long, long time ago. I don't know who did it. I don't listen to a lot of music. I don't know the song, but I remember hearing I think one guy did it, maybe one of you who know this stuff will know. He says, there ain't no future in the past. There ain't. There ain't no future in the past. So you know what I keep doing? When that old past rears his ugly head, Ben, and says that you're not this and you're not this and you've had failures in your life, you've had defeats, you've had this, you've had that, you've done that, I keep pressing on. I just keep pressing on. Because I want to press on to the calling of the high calling of Jesus Christ that I might know him. And I might know the power that he has for me. And I might know the power of his resurrection. I keep pressing on. And this isn't about me. We all need to keep pressing on. Pressing on. Pressing on. Because I couldn't live, but I chose to run. And you know why I keep running spiritually? Not physically, Sister Shirley, no comments. Corey's not here with us today, so we don't have to go down that path. You want to know what that's about? We'll talk later. It's not bad. But you know why I keep running, Shirley? Because I'm not tired yet. I'm not. There's still a job to do. There's still things to learn about. There's things that I hunger for. And there's things that I want from God. And you know, I keep running because I ain't tired. In my spirit, I'm not tired. I'm a young Connie. You may be 61-ish, 2-ish, 3-ish, somewhere up in there. But in your spirit, you're a young child. When the God comes upon you and you're teaching in that class, oh, he enthuses you and he gives you. But many of us stop because we're tired. I'm keeping running, folks, because I ain't tired yet. 
I want to keep running on to the high calling. I want to know everything that God has for me. I could have rested in my free will Baptist doctrine, Sister Sue. I could have stayed there, and I could have lived there for the rest of my life. I could have went to this. I could have got a degree. I could have done all these things. I could have went to cemetery school. I did a little bit. And all those things. And I could have done all those things, and they would have killed everything out of it. Not that it's bad, but God took me to a new place and a new time and a new venture. And you know what? I opened up my eyes and said, God, I want everything that you have for me. I've been saved, but you know what? I'm now open. If there's more, I'm willing to hear that. And you know what? I keep pressing on. And I'm keeping running. And I want to know what he has for me. And some of you got to get your running shoes on and start running. you got to stop living in that mountain. You've been there long enough. It's time to move from that place of rest to that place of victory. Go in, tear down the walls that are in your life. Tear down the things that are stopping you. Get rid of the things that are causing you to be weary. Get rid of the things that are causing you to feel like you want to quit on this journey. But God is telling you, run, 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 run towards me. Paul said, I want to know all that I can know about you. I want to learn all that I can learn about you. Yeah, I'm a Bible guy. I like looking at the Word of God. I tell you what, it does not fail me on Sunday morning. Some of you may like this show, some of you may not. I don't watch a lot of Bible school preachers and a lot of things. But I like watching the message of the cross on Sunday morning before I come to church. You know, men of God just sitting around discussing what the Word of God has taught them in their life. And this morning they were talking about how the God's gifts, and they're talking about all these things. And, and it encouraged me. And, and Brother Lauren Larson, who came from a drug addiction... From a drug addiction. But God miraculously saved him. You know why? Because he pressed past his past. He could have lived there for the rest of his life. But God's calling was not without reproach. God called him, saved him, and brought him forth. And you know what he's been doing since that day? Running. Running. Running on. I know Sister Lou sang that song, and I can't sing it nowhere as good as her, so I'm not going to try. But you got to press past your past you got to go till God reveals unto you all the things that he have for you. Paul did it. Moses did it. David did it. All those people within the Bible have had a past, but they ran past that past. They pressed on beyond what they were to what they are now in Christ. You also need to press in your present. We've talked about that a little bit. This word press kind of encompasses all of these verses that we've talked about there in Philippians. But it implies the ideal of striving and running and reaching. That you want to strive for it. You reach for it. You run towards it. And the word of God even within the New Testament tells us, strive that you might enter into the straight gate. He says, oh, who has bewildered you or who has caused you to stop running? Lay aside the weights that are holding you down that you may run the race and finish the race. Who of you hath begun to enter into a race does not have the desire to finish that race? He's telling us to keep running, ain't he? He's telling us to keep pressing on. So what is it you as a people or God are going to do? We're going to do what? Okay, a few of you are going to press on. What are we going to do? Press on. We're going to keep pressing on. Because God has more for you than what you realize that you are today. You know what's one of the most exciting things about being in this kingdom of God? 
when God reveals me to me. And he says, I know where you're at, but oh, there's more here. Let me work on that area. Oh, oh, I, I like where you're at, but oh, I've got more for you now. Oh, I, that's good, but I, I want to show you this. And he's purging and he's working and he's polishing and he's taking away. And as the old singer sang a long time, I may be an old lump of coal, but I'm going to be a finished work. I'm going to be a diamond someday. Because God is taking away, knocking away, knocking off the things and shining up and presenting me a vessel acceptable unto him. And the only way that happens is that I keep pressing on. And I have to keep pressing on now. Pressing on now. I think many times one of the biggest battles within the church, folks, is, and I, I God forgive me for this, but sometimes folks are lazy. They've got satisfied. You know, he saved me, I'm good. I'm good. I got heaven. You know, I'm good. That's great. That's wonderful. Heaven is now your home. God has done a work in you. And God has made, placed you and he's written your name in the Lamb's book of life. But press on. There's so much more. There's so much more. I'm not saying I had it right and you've got it wrong. I'm not saying others had it wrong and you've got it right. But what I'm saying is what God revealed unto me when he showed me this passage as a young Christian that I needed to press towards all that he had for me. I needed to reach for it like I was hungering for it. And I was hungry and still am hungering for it. I wanted to know all that he had for me. I wanted to know where he was going to take me where I haven't yet seen that I haven't known yet. I don't know what God has for me. I don't know what he has for me yet tomorrow. But I know this, he has my tomorrow because my history, and this little play in words, is now his story. It's his story. My history's gone. My day now is his story. It's what he wants to do in me, through me, and by me. It's not about me anymore. It's his story. It's no longer history, but it's his story. Is your story the story of what Christ is in you? Is your story what he's done for you? Paul talks about that in Philippians 3, and I'm paraphrasing all that you can read it. He says, what things were gained to me, I counted them all for loss, that I might know him, and I might know the power of his resurrection, that I might be conformable unto his death, that the mind of Christ might be in me. Because you know what? I know that through him I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And I know so also in Philippians that he that has begun a work in me will complete it till the end of this day. Because I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Because my God shall supply all of my needs. If that doesn't make you want to run and press on, what does? If that don't make you want to run a little bit and press on a little bit. Wow. What more do you need? Press on, press on, press on that you might know him, all that he has for you. The word of God also tells us that we need to realize one thing. We as Christians must not only realize what the cross of Christ did for us, but the, what the cross of Christ is doing for us. The work was started at Calvary. But oh, he has so much more. Desire to know more. Desire to know more. 
in my field that I'm in. I've been in it 40 plus years. But I desire to know more that I may be better. But as that part of my life is winding down, as that career out there in the world, my commercial endeavors are winding down, I'm rounding third, heading for home, waiting for Brian to take over my job someday so I can quit. But you know what I've never quit doing in one thing? The job I had a long, long time ago that started on March 8, 1981. I've been pressing on every day. I've been striving, Andy. I've been running. You know, and at times I've gotten weak. At times I've gotten weary. At times I've felt defeated. But you know something I never did? I don't know why. I don't know why this happened. Not, not that I'm something and you're not. In spite of all of those difficulties, in spite of all those failures at times, in spite of where maybe I messed up at times, in spite of where things were broken at times that I thought would never be broken, in spite of where things were broken in areas that I thought would never be broken in those areas. I never stopped believing that he that had begun a work in me is going to finish it. I never stopped believing that. I don't know why. I never stopped believing that. And because I've always believed that, I'm still running. I'm reaching a higher ground. I'm pressing on. If you think God's given up on you, oh, you're so wrong. If you think God is done with you, oh, you're so wrong. God is just beginning a work. Press on past the past. Press on in the present because press on to the future that God has for you. You don't know where God is going to take you if you would trust him and let him prove that he is God. If you think his story is finished, oh, you haven't read the end of the book. Oh, if you think his story is finished, oh, you just don't know all that God has for you. But I know this. His story has become my story. But many of you are growing weary because you're fighting the wrong fight. You're fighting the wrong fight. You're fighting against God for the things he's wanting you to do in your life rather than fighting the things and the strongholds that are tearing you down, the weights that are causing you to not be able to run. You're hanging on to things that you want and you think that's the fight. You're hanging on to things that you desire and you think that's the fight. It's not. Those are the weights that are causing you to be slowed down. The story is we were playing softball years ago and I was on a base and Corey hit a ball and he was young and fast and I was old and slow. And the extra weight that I had slowed me down. And Corey caught me really fast. I don't know if he can catch me today, but we'll get out there and try it again. But he was running behind me with everything he said, and he was running as fast as he could, and I was giving everything I had, and he's saying, go, DJ, go. And I said, I am going. This is all I got. But I'm running as fast as I can. And Corey was chasing me the whole way. This is going to be silly, and I'm not trying to make this comedic. But you're running, and God has a spirit behind you, and he has a work behind you that is chasing you down, saying, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to push you. See, I didn't stop running those bases because I stopped. Corey would have ran me right over. I had to keep going because I had to complete the task that was before. And I was going to keep running and running and running. Spiritually, run. 
run, run, press on, press on, press on. Don't let the storms and stresses of life cause you to give up. Don't let the difficulties of life cause you to slow down. As we started this morning, it says, I'm pressing on to higher ground. God has more for you. God's not finished with you yet. Many of you are new in this walk in Christ. You've just begun this journey. My counsel to you as a brother who's been walking this maybe a few more days than you have, press on. Keep pressing. Keep running. My counsel to you for those that have been in this race for a while, keep running. Keep running. Keep running. For those of you that are maybe rounding third and heading home, such as I, I'm going to keep running until I'm home. I'm going to keep running until I'm home, Tommy. You know, I don't know about this, what you all think about this, but there's no retirement in this job. There's no retirement. I'm going to keep on pressing, Andy. I'm going to read next month, God, what do you have for me now? This meal has been served. What's next? I'm still hungry. I still want more. Oh, you've shown me that, God. Oh, that was so good. You got more for me? Yeah. Get in there and read his word. Get in there and desire to fellowship with his brothers and sisters. There's my running, man. I kept running, Corey. I kept running. Press on, press on, press on, press on. And I'm going to close this service just a little bit different because I don't know who sings this song, but I just felt like this is the song that needs to be sang. Who of you ladies sings the song? I started out to win this race. Betty, come on up. Come on up, Betty. Run up here, Betty. Get up here, run. Well, run. You know what? Run as fast as you can. Give it all you got. Sister Sue, if you know it. Sister Becky, you know it. All you know. I think we should, as a people of God, we can always have an altar call. We're going to have an altar call. But I think we should sing a song of encouragement that I started out to win this race. I don't know the rest of the words, so I'm going to let them sing it. But if you are a young man or a young woman today or a father or mother in this church, are you citing, are you desiring and wanting to win this race at all costs? Are you willing to run? What do you got to do? I got to what? Press on. Press on. Press on. Press on. And if you need to come pray, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior this morning, that's where the press begins. That's where the running begins. But if you've known Christ and he is in your life, but you need to come up for more things, you need to come up for victories, you realize you've dwelt in that mountain long enough. You realize that you've accepted defeat long enough. You realize that there's walls within your life. You may be a situation like Naaman. You might need to come pray for many, many needs. The altar of prayer is always open. And there's never enough time that we can pray. There's always time to pray. So we're going to stand this morning. We're going to sing with this group. And if you've been one that's pressing on, sing it with them. Because you've started to win this race. But if you're one that has yet grown weary in this race, you've grown tired in this journey, you've been worn out by this situation, we want to come encourage you. Those that are running will come up with you and pray with you that you will have the strength to run from this day forth. Because you know why? What are we going to do as full gospel assembly? We're going to press on. We're going to do what? Press on. We're going to do what? We're going to press on that I might win this.
this race. Oh, praise God, I want to win this fight. I want to run till I'm done. I want to run till I'm finished. I want to die at the finish line. I started out to win this race, and I'm not stopping until it's done. Who wants to run with me? Who wants to get in? Let's run a race. Let's run with everything we got. Go ahead, guys. I think I'm done. I started out to win this race, to serve the Lord and to look upon his face. Though the way's been wrong and the way's been rough, but there's one thing for sure, I got my mind made up. I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Though I walk through the lonely valley and I drink from the bitter cup, when the devil comes and knocks, and you say this morning you've got your mind made up, let's rejoice with them, let's right celebrate what God has done. I look my head in the air, I look him straight in the eye, I say my foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Though I walk through the lonely valley and I drink from the bitter cup, when the devil comes a knocking, showing me an easier way. I stand right square on my feet. I throw my head in the air. I look him straight in the eye. I say my foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. Now Job was a man who was tempted in every way. The devil took his family. If you need to pray to start and day. You need to come up in discouragement during this time. If you're saying you're going to win the race, come on, let's pray with you. Let's come up with advice to that we'll encourage you and we'll pray with you. If you've had struggles in your life that you want victories over, come on up, let's press on. If you got battles that you're fighting tonight, this morning, come up and let's have a prayer. Press on. If you've been defeated, if you're weak and you're weary, press on. Let's run. Run to an altar of prayer. Run with the people of God. Come say, I need to be prayed for. I need others. Let's pray for all of our brothers and sisters this morning. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, today is the day that you can come to an altar of prayer and meet him as your Savior. Though I walk through the lonely valley and I drink from the bitter cup, when the devil comes a knocking, showing me an easier way. I stand right square on my feet, I throw my head in the air, I look him straight in the eye, I say my foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. Well, I've been a soldier in God's mighty army for many long years ago. And I've been scarred and wounded in battle, and many times I've been brought low. But by the signs of the time, I didn't realize I've only one more mile to go. Above, I feel like running my last mile home. Oh, oh yes, yes, I feel like running my last mile home. I see a great band of angels around God's throne. Oh, what a great celebration while ages roll on. I feel like running my last mile home. Oh, yes, I feel like running my last mile home. 
Yesterday, vacation. Shirley was talking while she was driving, and she's talking about fighting the fight. And I had wrote that down on my Bible about a week ago that someone's in the fight of their life. How many knows Christians are in the fight of their life? Amen. You know what? We're fighting a, a, a wicked world away, and God has provided all the things that we need. And you know what? This was an appointed time to hear that because we got to know that the days are limited. They're coming to an end. God has seized what needs to happen. He knows exactly how to move in this generation. He knows how to make things happen. But it'll take us having the desire to fight this fight. I'm not going to roll over and let them take our children. I'm not going to roll over and not speak up. I think every one of us has that inside of us. And you know what? It's not where you can just keep sitting back and saying, the devil's got the bigger hand. He's doing the bigger work. No, he isn't. God's waiting on us to press forward. If we'll press forward, he'll answer prayer. And you know what? He'll shake the enemy. The enemy's got a lot. He's like that lion. He's doing a lot of roaring, but he can't do anything God don't let him do. He's just a lion making a lot of noise. Praise God. We have a hold of the greatest thing there is. We need to get excited about living for Jesus. We need to have joy. You know what? I know it's a fight of faith, but it's a fight worth living, worth walking in, worth seeing God move. When you see someone give their heart to God, don't it make it worth it all. Don't it make it worth it all? It makes worth every time you prayed for it. It makes it worth when you see your loved one come home. You know it's worth every prayer you ever prayed. Praise God. Well, thank you for your patience today. Get excited about what's being, what God has given us. Get excited about what God is saying. 